You guys, I really enjoyed hearing about your daily routines. I wanna, I wanna focus in on part of it though, if that's okay. Can we pry into your personal lives for the entertainment of others? Sure. Sure. All of three people who listen to this one day by accident. <laughs> Welcome. And uh, Luke. And and Luke, this one's for you, buddy. Uh, what's your shower routine? Let's go through this. Let's. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> You can cut out any touching yourself stuff. We're just talking about cleaning okay. um, the body. So, you well, get that cuts in. about thirty minutes out. Um. You're naked, right? Wait, what time of day is this? Is this this is night, day, morning, morning? Six, like six a.m. Okay, okay, morning. Okay, morning. What's do you night shower, Tucker? Um, if I'm like sweaty, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. no. I hate. Mm. I hate I hate so much getting into bed with your, with like wet hair or something. Oh my god, Ugh. just kill me. Wet pillows. Wet pillows is terrible. Good. You f- yeah. wake up all feeling all like weird because your hair is all wet. Anyway, no. Mm-hmm. So yes, I try not to shower at night if possible. Understandable. Yeah. Thank you for asking. But okay, so are we turning on the water and then disrobing, or are we going in fully naked and just standing there and waiting for the water to heat up? Mm-hmm. Uh, my water doesn't have the pro- my my water kind of just heats up right away, so Ooh, I don't really worry about that. Boop, boop, but boop, boop. I. But <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, I live uh-huh. in Vermont, and we have infrastructure. <laughs> that is not true. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess turn on the naked. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It depends. It depends. Play it by ear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Christian, you're just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, I disrobe. Okay. Turn on the shower. Use okay. the bat. Go to the bathroom and then get in the shower. Why? You- okay. There's an obvious answer to why you would go to the bathroom and then get in the shower. Mm-hmm. Because I but don't you... want to go to the bathroom in the shower. Okay. You know you can just stamp it down with your foot, right? Yeah, like that's called a, a waffle stomp. A waffle <laughs> yeah. press. No, a yeah. waffle stomp. That's you don't want to do that? Uh, no. That's how you clog drains, Tucker. Okay, fair enough. Okay. It is. Um, and, I okay. mean, you're not going to wait till afterwards either, because have you ever pooped wet? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, I've pooped wet, son. I oh, my. Hard. Why? Poop wet. I'm trying to think <laughs> what exactly that's described. Let's skip that and go to what direction are you facing? Are you facing um, shower headward or away? Away. Okay. Come Absolutely on. away. I have a weird thing with showers for the longest time when I was growing up. I, I couldn't shower until I was like seven, eight, okay. somewhere around that. So I was scared of the shower. And sure. my first time it was in like a, a snorkel because I thought that would help me for some reason. That's awesome. And <clears throat> yeah, for the longest time, I could not handle water going over my eyes and not being able to keep them open while I was in the shower. I get so that. that's yeah. kind of like a nascent thing that just hasn't gone away. So I face away whenever possible. It's a fairly reasonable thing to not be into, though, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just didn't like the idea <laughs> of not being able to open my eyes and see what might have popped up in front of me. Sure. 
I watched Scary Movie two at some point. Or Scary Movie three it was it was the the Grudge one. That one oh yeah, that was me. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was three. Yeah. Did that have the uh, Matrix parody? Uh, no, that was. T- it was three that had the Matrix parody. Yeah, I think the so. The Lighthouse. And, yep. Yeah. Oh, so Michael, you've seen the Matrix? <laughs> you did it. I'm proud of you. Yay! We can move on. Yay. Uh Okay, so you're you're just an elaborate setup for a matrix reference. <laughs> no, it worked out though. So you're standing in the shower and water is pelting your body. What's the next step? There's a step to this that Uh-oh. Tucker, don't hate me. Uh-oh. Tucker. Yes. I will still read the news in the shower. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Michael that is that is a part of this equation is where I will be going through politics <laughs> Twitter and news Twitter and this is picking good, up on the things I miss and this is a good mental picture is just naked Michael <laughs> with a phone in the shower just like retweet retweet so sorry that you have to imagine that but yes okay well okay skip okay next though next Michael after. Uh, after that, it's played loosely whether or not we go shampoo or we go, uh, go soap. I do shampoo twice, though, because I'm mm. a broken man, and I be... have a lot of hair. So, like, the first time, I never feel like it, it like, gets through all my... To your scalp. The, the, to the mm-hmm. scalp, so I could do it twice. Okay. Okay. Uh, I but, like I mean, no as far hair, as, so. like... But as far as, like, a game plan goes, there's no real, like... <laughs> You're well, not I mean, here me. first, so first I wash and rinse my legs, <laughs> and then I wash and rinse my arms, and then and then, and then, then shampoo hair twice. It's it's not like Are that. we, uh... You conditioning afterwards? It's very important, Michael. Uh, my shampoo is both. It's okay. two in one. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Christian? I immediately wet hair and then shampoo, and it's shampoo-conditioner okay. combo. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of with you guys. You gotta get because I feel like it has to sit for a little bit. Like you have to let it do its thing, you know. So you can't be doing it last. Yes, that's why I body wash while it's sitting. Okay, okay. Now this is interesting. This is the part I wanted to get to. Is what is the soaping routine? Because I feel like I soap wrong. I think I soap incorrectly. So please fill <laughs> me in. What's the correct way to soap? Hmm. Or should is I say what I'm sh- doing wrong? Yeah, say what you're doing, and then we'll go from there, because I was not under the impression that there was a wrong way to soap. I think there is, and I think I do it. And what it is, is you mitt that thick brick of soap, and you just rub that baby all over your body. And then you rinse it. Same. Really? Yes. Yeah, same. Oh, Michael, yes. Brother. (laughs) Soap brother. Because I think what people do is, like, lather it in their hands, and then use that to clean their body. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I do both. So I'll okay. I'll start with soap and right hand, and then I'll lather front down, and then my left arm, and then my legs. <laughs> this is so specific. I love it. Yeah, and then I'll do a bunch of lather. I'll lather okay. it up in my left hand, and then get it real good. And then I'll do the right 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 arm, and then my back. <laughs> Because I, I noticed this. if I try and do my back, I drop the soap all the time. Oh, sure, that's not good. Remember when relate. this podcast was about video games? Hey, it's the XP Bar! Episode 6. We're recording this on June 30th, 2019. Last day of June, you guys. Get rent paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
So Christian's showering routine. <laughs> I think we hit it. I think we're okay. good, right? We was it. this just? Was this all you needed? Like some kind of like just needed personal? Yeah, some kind of personal. Uh, well, uh, I can't think of the word. Validation. Validation. Are you validation. insinuating that there should be more to a shower? Because that's kind of it for me. I just rinse off and then I'm out. No, I mean that would be yeah, that would be it. it just I didn't know if this was going okay. anywhere else. Do you guys ever take? I wanted dark to make showers? sure all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed. <laughs> okay, dark showers. Yes, no. Yes. Lights off. Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Beverage Something. in the shower. <laughs> uh, I had no. Okay. I've been down the shower via road. Never again. I think we've all been there, Michael. Honestly. It's overrated. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like it. I'll take like a... What? If I'm sick, I'll take like a really nice cold can of Dr. Pepper in the shower or something. Whoa. Oh, that's, that's nice. Mm. I um, never do dark showers. That scares me. Water okay. and darkness does not mix <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He was found three days later trying mm-hmm. to take a dark shower. Uh... You guys shave in the shower? Is that a... Mm, no. no. I use an electric razor. I'm not bringing that into the shower. Okay. Same That's, here. Yeah. Really? Yep. I, I never am satisfied with electric razors. They always just do not do a full job, I feel like. Like, they get 85% of the way there, but it's never, you know? Yeah. When you got a baby face, 85% is enough. Okay. Fair enough. For me, it, like... I hate actual razors because they just make me bleed all over the place, but I would rather mm-hmm. have... <laughs> That's why I do it in the shower, though, because then there's no blood, and if there is, it just washes away. Mm. I just do the neck in the shower. Uh, can't be prone near it on me. <laughs> That'd make you a brony. I tip my fedora to you, Christian. Um, Thanks. I don't know what kind of bar we're doing this time. I there's have this idea. a train idea. nearby. Make sure the bar's near a train. Why? Just in case the train goes by. Oh, it's a saloon! Howdy, partners. John Marston's tying someone up on the railroad tracks click, again. Click. I'm over click. in the corner playing the automatic piano. The piano? <laughs> Great. We established the atmosphere of this podcast. Hey, can I go first? You guys I really want to talk about Outer Wilds, and I've been waiting like two weeks to talk about <laughs> Outer Wilds. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tread yes. lightly. My, my only no. qualm here is yes. that I have negative things to say about whatever I'm going to be talking about, and okay. I don't so know if we want to end on the low note or the high note. or Okay. How about we put you in the middle, Michael? How about we sandwich you? Ooh. Okay, we'll do the yeah, we'll do the sandwich. That I need a Michael right. Taco. Ooh, but a negative Michael Taco. Mmm. <laughs> That'll be that sour. You know that little sour bite that's sometimes in there when oh. you have Taco Bell. Oh my and god! It's like this sandwich. This is not a good taco. Jesus, no! When the What's pico de gallo is just a little too much. Yeah, that'll be me. I've had Taco Bell like three times in my life, so I don't. I can't. Wow. I can't relate. I've, to Knocked it out of my life for the most part. That's good. It's strong. Mm. It's a strong choice, Michael. You're becoming a better person. That's. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys. So wait, no, no, Tucker. Does yes. that mean not even like Baja Blast? Well, you can get that elsewhere. Can you? 
I think yes. it's like an exclusive at Walmart sometimes. We yeah, have that's like a seasonal thing. We saw it at work in the really. Summertime. Oh, yes. weird. Oh boy, Baja Blast is just hiking up its skirt and just giving just them for five cents to whoever wants it now. <laughs> Uh, Weird. I'm, I'm glad uh, for it because Baja Blast is a good soda. I've kind of cut soda from my life. Um, I cheat every once in a while, but only with non-caffeinated sodas. Okay. Unfortunately, Baja Blast does not have a non-caffeinated version. Oh, there's no Diet Baja. Mm-mm. If only. God, Baja mm. Blast is good, though, you guys. That, it's also one of... I, too, have mostly cut soda from my life, with the exception of Baja Blast and craft yeah. sodas. Okay. So I can accept this. I like uh, I like buying craft sodas because I don't feel like I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> yeah. they're fancy. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. I'm buying soda, but what of it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so. I locally source my sodas. That's right. So it's okay. Point Brewery is where I get most of my soda from. That's probably not craft uh, soda. Savore out of Winooski. No, Williston. Win- Williston. <sighs> you and your yes. East Coast sodas. Your East Coast mm. pops, Michael. I will have you know this is New England and Quebec sourced, <laughs> not the coast. You can get that. Get out of here with that. Okay. No coasty pop for Michael. He's putting the hammer down. Mm. But... It's time, you guys, to talk, because I have spent the last two weeks in space, and I have so many space games to talk about. (gasps) Oh, I'm going to start with uh, a shorter one here. Okay. Is this how the world was introduced to Elon Musk? Space. 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 Elon Musk doesn't seem to care about space too much these days, except it's also, like, the only thing they're actually doing, so I don't know. He shot the Tesla. Yeah. In the space, his personal Tesla, and then I don't know if it went anywhere else. Anyway, <laughs> video games, you were saying. <laughs> yes. Um, funny story, I've never verbally sworn. Okay? I've never said a swear word. I swear in the chat in text form because it's phony to me. You do, it's true. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about Void Buddies, which is my name for a game because I have a weird mental block and I can't actually say the name. Of this game. Wait, what's the actual name for it? Does Christian know? Christian, can you say it's it? It's Void Bastards. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I can't it's say it. It's a Quentin it. Tarantino movie name. 50% yes. of one. I've never said that na- that movie's name out loud. Really? Really. Huh. Um, so Void Buddies is... <laughs> See, I signed up for this Game Pass thing, right? And there was that whole fiasco we talked about last time. And then I was like, fine, the way I'm going to solve this is by giving you more money. So I signed up for the Ultimate Pass. The Ultimate yeah. Pass, which is Xbox Live, yeah. Game Pass, and Game Pass for PC. Which is a pretty sweet deal. I'm getting yeah, everything for deal. 15 bucks yeah. a month. I don't know how long I'm going to... Because the first month's a dollar. So they got me mm. in, and now mm. I'll have to start paying for it. But anyway... Are there, uh, are there enough games, do you think, to justify the whole 15 bucks a month? I feel like I played the two I was going to play, and now I'm kind of... I played Joe Danger last night, because uh, uh-huh. I was on there. Uh, I played Goat Simulator. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I got some Chivos. Okay. <laughs> so, uh-huh. no, Michael. Did you, did you summon the demon goat? <laughs> I did. Oh, boy. I did that did thing. You... <laughs> okay. 
I did you a manual. Sacrifice the goats to the goat demon to do the goat. Yeah. Summoning for the the goat. Did you know that game has goats in it? Anyway, continue. It is. Yeah. Let's not talk about Goat Simulator ever again. Um, so Void Buddies is such a great art style. And that's it. Like, yeah. People talk about this game and they're like, this game's amazing. This game's so good. And I don't get it. It's like, I can't see it. I can't visualize what these people are talking about when they say this game is good. Because it's like, uh, it's like a steam green light game from like five years ago if that was around then where it's like it's a roguelike shooter and there's like no mm. bells and whistles to it whatsoever is this an fps yes it's like it's huh. a, they say it's inspired by bioshock and system shock 2 and i don't see that at all i don't see that influence on it really um it's 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 like ftl but there's levels that you like doom levels <laughs> type of thing or something so you play as a convict and the kind of the you know the funny thing about the game is every time you die they just bring in a different convict. It's got like this very like Futurama like cynical sci-fi thing going on. Where I was going like, to say visually at least the immediate thing I thought it was Futurama with the way the colors are. Yeah, it's got like a really nice like modern graphic novel thing going yeah. on that really works great. I think that's the best thing about the game. Uh, but the actual just like shooting and looting like all you do is shoot and loot there's no it's a loot shooter but except there's no like you're not picking up weapons or armor or anything you're just picking up crafting materials basically so that you can craft when you go back to your ship and i find that loop just incredibly dull um like i i feel like i'm close to the end of the game or i was when i stopped playing and nothing has changed about the gameplay the enemies get harder you get slightly different weapons and that's it does it feel good to pop headshots no because the enemies are like doom sprites like they're 2d oh, sprites okay. that are always facing you yeah so, so you it's not like arbitrarily shoot at them yeah they like flash you know and like a number mm-hmm. pops off but it's not like you're not like dismembering people or they're not reacting to your shots in any way physically okay. but so, you get to shoot them out the airlock you can do that yeah, there's a lot of, like, terminals and stuff, and you can hack them for credits. Like, you spend credits to hack stuff, and there's a lot of, like, doors you can open and close or lock enemies into rooms type of thing. And, like, the enemy designs are really cool because it's, like, these derelict spaceships, and they they got too close to the rift. So it starts mutating with people. So there's enemies that are just, like, a bunch of floating people heads, and they're, like, screaming weird things at you, and their eyes are glowing type of thing. Or there's tourists, which are just, like, little blobs of, like, nothing with top hats. Or not top hats, but, like, little, like, 60s dad going on a vacation hats. And then just, like, wipe around and say weird stuff in British. Because it's all very British. And then they Ooh. explode. That so pleasant. It's, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's not broken. <laughs> it's not a terrible game. I just don't get nothing... I don't get the loop. I feel like if you don't get into this loop of just going through levels, collecting stuff, and then going to the next level, then it's not. The gunplay and stuff. And it's all like, uh, it's got that thing where it's like randomly generated levels of a template. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. this ship is this type of ship. So it looks like this, but it's randomly generated. So, Is there progression or progression that transcends across lives? 
Are, yep. are there stats you're pumping stuff into or stuff you're crafting that's better? There's no stats. There's things you're constructing, and that's kind of the thing pushing you through the game is you're trying to... You'll, you have to like construct a, an ID card, and then that's like the first major uh, milestone. But then it's like, oh, it's not activated. You have to build the computer to activate the card. And there's like comedy going mm-hmm. on with that concept. But that's just kind of how they're pushing you further and further into this rift, into this map. Um, mm. But you just build, say, like, okay, I built a gun there's one of like maybe five guns or whatever. And now if I die, the next person can use that gun. So you're just kind of filling oh. out this tree of things to build. That's kind of okay. the main thing. Um, and then each person, each convict has a set of traits, like genetic traits. And there are stations ah. in some of the levels where you can add a trait or scramble your traits or that type of thing. So, Like Rogue Legacy? Yes, very much like Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think Rogue cool. Legacy is better. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so that's that game. That's Void Buddies. Um, I really want to talk about Outer Wilds, you guys. But I feel like I can't really because so much of that game is about experiencing the magic. Um, if you have any questions, I will try to field questions. <laughs> I guess. Tucker, you fell in love with this game. Why did you fall in love with this game? Oh, it's it seems so good. as though the most positive you've ever I've ever seen you about something. This is like my favorite game of this console generation, I think. Whoa. Possibly. That's crazy. Some high praise. It's so good. It is so <laughs> there are so many games. Like, okay, I'm playing Game Pass, right? I'm playing Astroneer. And Astroneer to me is a terrible game because it is pure mill running. It is just progress to progress to other progress, so you can keep progressing, and then at the end you will be done because you've progressed through all the progression type of thing. You need to gather Mm -hmm. materials to build something so you can gather other materials and such and such and such. And Outer Wilds has none of that. There is no material crafting stuff going on. It is just about exploration. It is about your curiosity and where it leads you, and everything is very handcrafted. And it is, it, I disappeared into this game. I was staying up later than I ever have <laughs> on a work night just playing it because I couldn't put it down because I just went, I had to try one more thing. Uh, <laughs> and it was scary because I don't do that with games. And something about this game just really, because there's always, there's always a sense that maybe this will work. And then you go try it and it's like, ooh, that didn't quite work, but I can kind of see what I need to do. And then you go back at it because it's mm-hmm. this very um, cyclical experience. It's this very, it is limited. Oh, I really wish I could talk about this game, but I really don't want to. But there is a system in place where every 22 minutes you need to start over. Either you die on the way there or at the end of 22 minutes you start over. And I think all the all mm-hmm. the lore and story behind that is really interesting. You really get into why that's happening. Um, it's basically a respawn, but it's a respawn with narrative heft to it in a way that I really like. Um, and just this un- this like solar system they've created is so awesome. Like there's this planet, and over the course of the 22 minutes, it just ejects all of its sand onto the other planet next to it. So... <laughs> 
one planet is constantly filling up with sand and the other planet is constantly emptying of sand. So at the beginning of the cycle, these two planets are completely different than they are at the end of the cycle. And while you're exploring, it's like there's this constant like tension because sand is like filling up the cave you're in so you might die if you stay in this cave so you have to like figure out how to get into this cave the right way uh Uh, what this game is 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 you are an astronaut right and you're the first astronaut of this small society on this planet to go into space with a translator device that can mm -hmm. translate the text left by the race of aliens that was there before you and that's the most rote plot you could have for a game. We've never seen, you know, the precursor aliens before. Like, come on. <laughs> that's in every video game. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it's interesting what they do with it. I wasn't okay. put off by it. But that's just the basic premise. Um, you get into some wild stuff with what those people were doing back then and what your role is in all of this. And the... Just everything about it, there is some piece of lore you can go read, and it's all done in these conversations between the precursor aliens, and you can kind of keep track of their personalities through these. Because they write in circles, so you go up to these murals, and it's like a spiral, and then that spirals out into a different spiral, and it's a different person responding to them. This is kind of cool thing. Oh, I just want to go play it right now. I want to explore I find it interesting how it's very hands-off, and it really yeah. trusts you, and it trusts you to just kind of figure out what's going on yourself. Yeah. And the onus is on you, the player, to kind of be naturally curious and to poke at things and to see what's going on. Right. It's not going to, like, just point you right in the right direction, but it also kind of steers you in the right spot with the with the spaceship log that'll tell you, okay... Here's the storylines we've got going on, and here's where right. where this one's next destination is. Right. Here's your objective, basically, is figure this out. Yes. But despite yeah. that fact, I find it interesting how kind of explicit the actual story is, especially in the beginning. Because yeah. usually I'm used to these games where they'll just, you know, like something Shadow of the Colossus, that's kind of that's kick-started a whole thing now where you've got really eclectic and weird and understated stories where you just walk around an empty spot for you know 10 hours <laughs> yeah. and then they're like what did it mean whereas uh exactly whereas outer wilds is very explicit they're like you you walk through this museum and you understand okay these were the precursor civilizations <laughs> this, right this is this stuff yeah. this is this stuff okay i understand right but right. there's still room for mystery in there too absolutely oh yeah because you have you have a, a radio um receiver i guess you would call it uh, yeah the microphone from red Gear solid too and there's these other astronauts and they each have they've gone off into the solar system and it's so good because <laughs> because you can point at a planet right and it's like a guy playing a harmonica because that's you know Gorbox, he went over there. He's on that planet. And you can hear him playing the harmonica. But then this Feldspar guy, right? He's the best of them, and he's showing up in two places. Ah! It's so awesome! Because you get to go find out why and where he is. I loved it so That's much. Neat. I was like a little boy. <laughs> oh, it just hit all the 
all the Tucker switches for me. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. I had a spacefaring experience uh, at the beginning of Outer Wilds that I feel like was kind of what I would have felt playing No Man's Sky the first time to some extent, despite okay. the fact that it didn't completely deliver on that promise, which was like when you start out, you're looking up at the sky and then you see something happen right up in like space. And then, you know, you're just walking around. But I knew this game was like a space exploration game. And I knew that to some extent it had like seamless, you know, surface to space transitions. And so that's what made me just walking around and then seeing something moving up in space and it seeing that that was like a spaceship moving across planets and just sitting there and staring at it and knowing that that was like a <laughs> physical entity in this yeah. game world. And that was probably something I could interact with to some extent at some point. Yep. It was just like crazy. I just It gave me this really weird kind of, I don't know, like infinitesimally small feeling right. in this video game where you're just wandering around this space. Yeah. It's cool. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Because there's a, there's a thing that you see move very quickly. Yes. And you can see it on the map. And I spent a little bit of time being like, can I get there? Can I get to that? Really? Because you can see it moving on the map Yeah. right after it shoots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, how do I get there? There's, there's got to be a word. <laughs> uh, did you get to any um, quantum stuff going on yet? No, no. Okay. I have not. I think I've, I've seen the word quantum pop up, like the quantum okay. moon or something yeah. is what they want to get to. Yeah, there's a Something moon and the voyage you, to the quantum moon. If if you look away from the moon it disappears and it goes to a different yeah, place. It. it switches yeah, orbits. Yeah, and there was one point where I thought I was looking at the quantum moon, but then it was just this big energy ball that just killed me and then I couldn't avoid it. Hmm. That sounds about right. Yeah, there's some <laughs> there's some weird stuff uh technically with that game. Uh Yeah, yeah. They they, yeah. they really go for crazy stuff you know seamless you see you, you got seamless surface to space transitions yeah in this like independently developed video game and so there's going to be jank there <laughs> yeah but there's some jank for sure <laughs> considering the yeah. spectacle that it provides it's pretty easy to overlook i'd say yeah yeah there's just god there's there's parts of that game i think i'll remember <laughs> for a really long time <laughs> Uh, even stuff just on that home planet, if you go exploring around, there's some really cool, there's Ooh. a really creepy, there is some really creepy stuff going on in that game, uh, Ooh. just conceptually. And also there's like one bad guy you run into and it's alarming and Ooh. figuring out what you need to do to get past it is really cool. And then getting past it is like, I don't know. It was really tense and awesome. Uh, yeah. God, yeah. Outer Wilds reminded me a lot of Subnautica. Yes. It's very similar to way. Subnautica, and you just take the survival stuff out of it. Right, right. And you'd have stuff. this Yeah, pretty much. I thought, I thought Outer... I don't know. I think space appeals to me more than like diving around See? the ocean. Yeah. Because uh, I... I don't know. The story in Subnautica really didn't do much for me, but like I was tearing up at the end of outer wilds just because yeah it, it goes places at the end and it, it did stuff to me and i don't really know why but oh. <laughs> i think good. space and space and ocean come with kind of different tones subnautica was kind of foreboding 
and yes. because you feel kind of vulnerable and weak. Yeah. Whereas Outer Wilds, it encourages you to go out into the stars and explore. Yeah, because it's it's nice that the reset button is built into it in a way. Totally. You can never screw things up because you can always just. I almost wish there was like a kill yourself button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I would be in a spot where I couldn't really get to my ship, so I would just have to like use all my air and then suffocate and then yeah hmm but yeah outer wilds mwah 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 i i did a thing i there was an achievement i could have gotten very easily after i beat it and i said no i uninstalled really because at that point oh wow it would have been mechanical it would have been a video game but it was a beautiful experience i had and i want to leave it at that it's done Think of the Achievo that'll never be, though. I know. You have to. Don't you want the world to know that you love that game so much that you got the perfect thou? Oh, that's not going to happen. There's stuff (laughs) I'm sure you have to do that I don't want to do in that game, but. Yeah. uh, I I would love to talk about it once either Christian is a beater or you guys both. I don't know, Michael. I don't know if you. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever get a chance to play it, really. Because okay. it's what it's it's an exclusive on Xbox, isn't it? In, I guess PC, right? Mm-hmm. PC. Oh. It's just huh. a it's a Unity game. I feel like it's coming to PlayStation at some point. I can't imagine. I thought it was on PlayStation until it wasn't. <laughs> Outer Wilds in stores now. Um, other space games was just Super Mario Galaxy, which is fine. Hey. Wahoo. Not my favorite game of the generation, let's say. Really? I... You see, cause I always had this, like, for some reason I had it in my mind that this was just one of those games that we all agreed was good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! It's it's good. But I don't... It doesn't grab me like most other Mario games. Huh. I had a really weird first experience with Mario Galaxy because uh, it was one of the few games my parents had on the Wii, and there was one point in time where I could just sit there and really get into something on the Wii, and so I chose Mario Galaxy. And for some reason, my brain told me that Super Mario Galaxy was supposed to be bad, and I think, I don't know, I thought that I came across something on the internet that said that the game was bad. Or that it reviewed poorly or something along those lines. I don't know why, because that is not at all the case. But that's what I thought. And so I was playing. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I was like, no, you're not supposed to like this. The internet says this is bad. And then I would like something and be like, "Mm, I'm not supposed to like this. That's really... Giant bee's cool. Mm, But but the internet says it's bad. (laughs) Makes me feel funny. But uh, um, (laughs) that's really interesting. Um, I wonder how that would change playing through certain games, just going in with the mindset that it's supposed to be bad. Like, oh, yeah. Half-Life 2 sucks. I want to play a <laughs> stupid game. I wonder if it would be, like, a good experience or not. Yeah. It might, it, I feel like I would rather play a game that way than playing a game in the way of, like, this is supposed to be one of the best games that was ever made, and then you play it, right. and then you're like, okay, it's a video game. Right. Right. Like I put That doesn't turn out well. Yeah. Arms crossed. <laughs> Impress me, game. <laughs> exactly. Like me playing Outer Wilds. That's Best right. Best game I of knew. the generation. Good luck. I felt, I felt so bad because I would not shut up about that game, and I'm sure it just created this weird thing where it's like, oh, Tucker likes this, huh? 
he can fly the spaceship. Of course spaceship. he likes this. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> uh, mm. That's funny. Okay. Well, that's, uh, Michael, I'm going to popcorn to you because I am just about, I feel like there was another space game, but I'm not going to worry about it. I've talked enough about I, space games. I'm, are we not going to, I guess, now would not be the proper forum for... Sports bar! No, 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 oh. no. I'm just the, the Mario Galaxy thing. Because I'm so interested is to find out... I'm so interested in you not liking it. Well, it's like... It seems so canonized. It's like uh, it's a structural thing, right? Okay. So you're in the hub. You know, if Zach was here, you'd be... It should have been a button, first of all. Yeah. That opinion has not changed playing through it again. <laughs> has that not changed? Uh, um. I, I, even with it not... Uh, I played it where it was a button. Yeah. Because I did it with a keyboard and a mouse. But, uh, you didn't like vibrate your, you didn't shake your keyboard back and forth every time you wanted to spin Mario? Uh, I did, and I think that's why my laptop's broken now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, um, you're in the hub, right? You're on the hmm. space station? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the story goes, <laughs> and then you go, you have to go to a level. So first you have to go into the hub thing, and you have to go into a little dome, right. and then you have to yes. grab the star, and then you float up to the star, and then you have to pick a world, and then it loads into the world, and then you have to pick what version of that world you want to do, what star you want to get, and then you do that. And then it loads in, and you have like three or four of these per world, and it's the same world, they just like point you in a different direction. Or yeah, it's a different platforming challenge. They'll add like enemies to it, but the enemies just stand still. Like, oh, there's spiders now. I'll run around the spider. Like, I don't... And then it's like, there's no opportunity for them to put interesting things in because there's no uh, collectible. Like, you're either getting coins or you're getting star bits, but neither one matters. So you know there's nothing interesting off the beaten path because what are they going to reward you with? Star bits? Like, that's not... Why would you do that? To stuff the Lumas full. Yeah, so that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I've never beat Mario Galaxy because I always get to the point <laughs> I'm at right now where it's like I'm almost done, but I don't want to play this game anymore because it's the same thing over and over. And then <laughs> we'll huh. get into that at a later date. My hate of Mario Galaxy and why it's the worst game of all time. <laughs> Michael, what have you been playing? Is it freaking... Oh, I know what it is. Oh, crap. <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah, so there's well there's two things. We could take this two routes and neither of them are very good. Um I feel like we've beaten at least one like a dead horse though, so Okay. We need to worry about I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's anything like okay. Okay. Sonic a dead horse, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think Sonic (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Kind of. I finished that. I did the thing with the Super Saiyan Dick Salamander fight. Yep. Yeah. That sucks, <laughs> right? Oh, and then the the that level beforehand where you have to yeah, where Knuckles the is underwater 11. and yeah, the ocean's eleven one and yeah, and uh, there's the really challenging platforming things with the robots, which were already bad to begin with, and. Yeah. If you fail at them, you do it all over from the beginning, and it was just a bad time. I don't. I can appreciate all... people's nostalgic love for Sonic Adventure 2, but that game is not good. 
we're all here for you, Michael. We've all been through this. I do, <laughs> do kind of miss it though. Oh. Um, I feel like there's this. No. I feel like there was this. No, I don't know. <laughs> I liked You're how wrong. dumb. Like, I I guess I enjoyed how I enjoyed having a bad Sonic plot to kind of experience. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like you, you like know, the idea of Sonic Adventure Two. Kind of. It's it's ridiculous. Like think like it's what is it? The it's the fifty year old space station made in the forties with a yeah. su- with a super hedgehog for some reason and and it's it's a bad anime B plot. Why is he a hedgehog? Kind of, <laughs> that's this is a good question. Why is he a hedgehog? Like there's Why no... did the government make a space <laughs> colony in the 1940s and then let it be? What? Because they don't show you the in-betweens. So it's like, oh, the giant salamander didn't work. We made it. We got it. Version 2 is a hedgehog. We're set to go. Sonic's not alive yet. What? It's a plot, I, yeah. Michael. This game. <laughs> and then they blow up the island to cover to their tracks. To leave no <laughs> trace. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They they were right to kill the Dreamcast because that was that well was poisoned. They ruined it. <laughs> yeah. They soiled how, the Dreamcast. How, what's the post adventure to uh, landscape like there, guys? On on mm. Sonic or the Dreamcast? Because the Dreamcast guess, is dead. Yeah, Dreamcast <laughs> is dead. Yeah, how's Sonic looking for you guys? Because like, you've already done at least one other game and <laughs> sort of. I think, and I think the review ended with. A faux suicide so i guess that answers the question but no it was a guy with one of those old-timey cameras and he was doing like the <laughs> he was taking a picture of sonic for the newspaper michael polaroid okay no no like the really old-timey <laughs> like the gunpowder like ooh, smile uh we're getting into christian nostalgia territory and that's gonna be fun that's gonna ooh. be fun it's gonna be great does it does it seem like Adventure Two poisoned a well? Not to steal your phrase there, or do things kind of start picking up? Or are they bad in a different way? <laughs> Kristen's gonna have to answer that one. I I don't know. <laughs> From my recollection, the GameCube stuff or Sonic Heroes is pretty good. Oh, and it's okay. not bad. I mean. We're past, we're long past the point where someone should be playing Sonic games. Mm-hmm. That was like four games in. And we're like 30 games in. Mm-hmm. We, no, no, we're not gaining anything by playing more Sonic games. <laughs> as I mean, well, you guys seem positive about adventure. And I think we're in that stage where, like, the adventures were popular. Shadow was popular. People like them. There's nostalgia there. It's 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 uh it's a graveyard, Michael. It's a it's like the elephant graveyard in the Lion King, you know. Ooh. On the Sega Genesis, where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> yeah. Bad analogy. I don't know what I was going for there, but uh, like we got what Mania? Mania is in twelve years or something, fifteen years. We'll <laughs> generations. Get there we got the People one raise the werewolf. Okay, fine. We got generations, which is colors. Um, f- fine. <laughs> I'm not People excited like about these games. Yeah. Sure. He's a Lost werewolf. World. Lost World, Sonic 06, Shadow the Hedgehog, <laughs> the fighting game on the GBA, the pinball game on the GBA. Like, what do you want? 
It's bad. We got nowhere to go. Sonic Forces. You can make your own little oh persona, my God. Tucker. I forgot about Sonic Forces. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> it's so wild you can't use your character in that new Sonic Racing game. That is so obvious to me. Why would you not be able yeah. to do that? They goofed. They goofed. I hate it. Anyway, sorry, Michael. Sonic Adventure 2. Okay. So, no, I don't, I don't need to... I, like I said, this series seems like it's a... It'd be beating the dead horse with a stick again, I yeah. guess. Sonic Adventure 2 is bad. Anyway, um... So, I did the bad thing, and I bought Fallout 76. My son. Why have that you done has oh. been, That has been the thing I have been playing. And, uh... It's not very good. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Yes, hi. You're describing a scenario where, faced yeah. with the entirety of video games and $20, mm-hmm. you said, this is the best mm-hmm. one. I don't want any others. <laughs> I will choose to spend this money on Fallout 76. You and okay. many other people, I don't understand. Yes, no. Um, I still kind of enjoy it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fine. That that is I enjoy. I enjoy the, the setting loop. to some degree. Oh, West so. Virginia, Mountain Mama. Um, I do. I kind of I like the idea of the setting. I think at the same time, their use of it is one of the worst parts of it. Um, hmm. How so, Michael? Well, you see, Tucker. Yes. And this is an issue I think Fallout has writ large. Okay. I think this is an issue most video games have. Okay. And that when they take a very particular setting, I think they very rarely use it well, I guess. Like, I don't... Like a real-world setting, you're saying. Like, and this is a real-world setting, a real-world idea. I have this problem with that little bit of Far Cry 5 we played. I have this problem with basically every modern Fallout game where you take this real-world setting, this... You... I'll pick Fallout 76. Okay. Just because it's the one we're talking about. So you set it in Appalachia, which right now is already... It's a loaded environment to pick... to set anything because with... With 2016, the 2016 election and stuff like that, Appalachia suddenly became your token forgotten land and whatnot mm. in the American consciousness and whatnot. And so you set this big sprawling game there where there's all this history. There's this, this history of the coal miners. There's this history of labor relations. You have your Appalachia story where things seem to have been kind of left behind in the modern world. You have all of this this weight. You throw into that the the weight of the Fallout universe being this hyper-nationalistic 1950s kitsch, which is in and of itself this great loaded thing you can use if you really wanted to to try to dissect ideas of like American nationalism or what we saw ourselves in the future as to where we are now or nuclear weapons and stuff like that and and like the creations of man being too uncontrollable and what we can do to ourselves as a civilization you have all these big things 
you take these big things, you throw them into this environment that has this rich history that is this rich... When I say it's a rich history, there's a lot of conflict there. You have the labor conflicts, you have xenophobia, racism. You have a lot of things buried in these environments, and the best you can do with it are <laughs> jokes about coal strikes and the fucking Mothman? Oh, Mothman's cool, though. No, it's a cool idea, <laughs> but why is your entire pitch for West Virginia... Like the entire, like their entire image of West Virginia is is it's it's a John Denver song. Yeah, jokes about coal miners and putting down coal mining riots, and 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 fucking Mothman mascots. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you get out of this. Like you're picking this rich setting, and the best you're gonna do is is like someone looked up a Huffington Post tourism guide or something. Sure, lighthouses. And it's yeah. Lighthouses, fire watches, sure. mountains. Right. Go look at the leaves. Right. It's ter. I. Yeah. It bothers me. I don't know. I had the same. I and I think that same thing kind of carries over to the other fallouts, like Fallout Four. That's not New England. That's not Boston. I, yeah, Fallout I thought, Three. That's not the. That's not. That's not Virginia. <laughs> I thought uh, Four. I think pulled it off better than Seventy Six does, at least. Yeah, sort of, maybe. Like along the. Well, I don't know because I think they're like their whole idea of this setting is what like revolutionary history. You get the militia. Oh, gross! That's how yeah. you know you're Never in mind. New England is you have the militia in Fenway Park, and that's that's what you got. That's There's how you know you're lobsters. in Massachusetts. There's like evil lobsters that attack you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So cool. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Does Fuck 76 you, have like big landmarks, big things to anchor yourself around? Uh they remake Charleston. Okay. Um and I see the issue here is I've only ever been to West Virginia once in my life. And as far as like Country visuals though. go, it looks a lot like what I remember West Virginia being like. Mm-hmm. You know, your smaller towns, your a little bit of your colonial buildings mixed in with like your your prefab homes, your little bit of McMansions scattered about here and nice. there, if you look yeah. for it. And <laughs> like second homes and stuff like that are buried out there. Yeah. A lot of touristic kind of hiking trails and stuff like that. And, and and for the most part, they try to get that in there, but I feel like they have all these like cursory attempts to try to look into like, to like look into the identity of the place. And 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 they do this. There's a lot of like mining is a thing in the game. There's a lot of references to mining companies. There's a lot of references to to the CEOs being big bad CEOs <laughs> abusing the mining companies. But the best, the most they do with it are like these these ugly punchlines where, like one of them was that you have to get an ID card to be a C, to get a CEO ID card. So you had to take a test to qualify as CEO. And all your answers had to be, like, corrupt politician things. Like, <laughs> you had to put down the riots and blame it on them and mm-hmm. sell your opponent's information to the press so that it takes their stock or something. And, <laughs> and like, that's that's <laughs> their engagement with this. It's yeah. so... I think it's gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to mix in with that, your normal Fallout stuff, you know, like your razor-thin plots... Only they're thinner now because there's no actual like plot happening. You're reading the plot. 
Um, Old glitchy, maybe? Throwing up. <laughs> yes. There Speak. are a lot of ghouls fly, floating around the... Uh, they'll be, like, on the ground and, like, mm. clipped into the ground, and then they'll mm. just slide around the ground. Yeah. Or, T-pose. like, you'll get these... You'll get these... No T-poses. I haven't seen a T-pose oh, yet. Oh, crap. The big one for me is <laughs> when you do, like, a stealth kill. Uh, it'll kill the thing, but then the body will pop back up and it'll be animated like it's alive again. <laughs> it can't do anything, but then it'll start <laughs> running around. And I had one I shot on the top of a mountain. It stood back up, started floating, <laughs> and then ran across the valley to mm-hmm. the other mountain. That's um, beautiful. It happens a lot with the dog, like the mongrel dogs and stuff like mm. that. When you shoot those, they'll just stand up right. I had one that I had done. I had like, cause there was like a pack of them. I shot the one dog and then it stood upright after it was killed and everything like that. So it's just like this, this stiff model. But then the other one that was still alive became stiff and started sliding around the map oh, at me. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's, like between that, between the the dropped servers and stuff like that, between the logging in and having your quests not appear, and uh-huh. yeah, it's it's it, well, I mean, it's like the other fallouts are like that too, I guess. But does it feel like does it feel like the game is glitchy, or does it feel like because it's always online, there's like weird online things happening, or both? You see, I would say part of it is the online stuff. A lot of the, I think, a lot of the being dropped out of servers randomly is that just that being unstable and stuff maybe not spawning is maybe that but at the same time a lot of these are issues i had while playing through fallout 4 and playing through fallout 3 in Hmm. new vegas yeah so i don't and also playing through the elder scrolls games so i don't think it's just the fact that fallout 76 is all online i think it's still the the basic bethesda problems Hmm. yeah there's some really fascinating YouTube videos out there that get like really down and dirty with the details of Fallout 76, especially surrounding launch. Like uh, one example is that like apparently the economy was completely broken and like the items that existed out there were like not at all what the developers intended because there were people who figured out how to clip into the debug room and then find the debug chests and get any item they wanted in the game out of it. And then once they started banning people, they caught on and then they just traded it off to their alternate account. And then now their alternate account was running around with God status stuff. That's great. Which is fascinating. (laughs) No canvas bags though. No. Uh, How do you feel about your rum bottles? Yeah. Mm. Um, Speaking of typical Fallout mechanisms, oh uh, being an always online thing, do they still have the room or like the attention to detail to put these little, you know, what Fallout usually has, the little environmental storytelling snippets? Like you walk into a <laughs> suburban home and you see a bunch of dead bodies and then you read a note about what they were doing before the nukes yeah. hit? Yeah, that is still a thing. And okay. I. I I will say that I never really came away from, like, Fallout 3 and 4 as impressed with that stuff to begin with, So I, and I don't think this is really, like, a step beyond that. But, no, you still get those instances where it's, like, you walk into a room, there's a note somewhere saying, like, okay, this is, like, this is the end or something, and oh. it's, it's some guy apologizing to his, his lover, and his body's in a chair. Oh, 
Like, that is a thing. You get a lot of stuff like that. You get people, you get, like, a priest who's confessing that that maybe maybe these priest robes will help you more than they helped me. And you can get his priest robes, and there's a bunch of petrified bodies around him. And oh. Whoa. You do get that. Those are all still there. And That's I, cool. Those are some of the things that I actually... Like, I don't think it's maybe the strongest storytelling. It would be better... I, I think it would be more... It'd be better to compliment it, compliment a game if the game had an actual stronger central narrative to it, mm-hmm. which it doesn't have. I feel you. But I do like it, I guess, to some degree, and I do. It, it definitely still tries to do that, at least. Cool. And human think, NPCs are coming. Yeah, they are in fall. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. NPCs. In the meantime, here's a battle royale mode. Yes. Cool. That was such a confusing experience trying to play that, and we couldn't join together. No, we couldn't join together. Then I jumped in and punched a Meyer Lurk, and he killed me. Yeah, I don't think my team liked it for it. I don't think my team was happy. <laughs> Screw. Em. Yeah, that was janky. Yeah. That's still janky. Well, the game as a whole is still janky. I'm pretty sure they were like this. This uh, battle royale, you know. You can play for a little bit, and then we'll release it, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, well, no, it's out now, and we'll keep working on it. Like, they shifted it from this Uh-oh. being yeah. like a beta to just like early access type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I think. Which is, I think, not surprising, considering. No. Yeah. That's the way things are going. Um, yeah, that that would be weird to be like, hey, play this mode. Okay, we're taking it away now. Like what? Yeah. Was, what were they planning on doing there? I like. <laughs> I think because I, I think the idea was to you know to be the beta test and then go in and figure out what's what's broken. Hmm. But I don't. I don't think. Well, for starters, I don't think Bethesda has the best track record of fixing what's broken. A break oh, it now but, test application. Uh, um. Uh, no. Screw you, Todd Hour. Um, Get out of here. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, another thing that I will say that I do kind of like about it, and that's, well, for starters, it feels like the gunplay is still kind of janky Fallout gunplay, but for some reason, like, they've been getting better, I think, over time with that, Mm. where things feel a little more fluid and things don't seem as stiff as they used to be. Mm. Um, So it's it's fun to kind of sneak up on a group of mutants and then just kind of pick them off and fight through. I think the fire, I do enjoy the firefights. Does Vats work? Uh, not. It works in real time. Yes, but it does works. it work? Like it does, I don't use it. Okay. So I've tried it, and it just isn't fun. Yeah. It never like was, it makes Michael. it more of like a. It makes it more. <laughs> but it, it just makes it more of like a. It feels more like a, a handicap than it does a. Hmm. Uh, like a, a functional part yeah. of the gameplay. Like hmm. you can just aim also, for yourself if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. And the map is huge, and I actually kind of like that. It does feel like there's still... It feels like I've spent, like, maybe 10 hours with this game, and I still have seen, like, a sliver of what is maybe in there. Yeah. It, it feels pretty... It doesn't feel empty. It feels like there's stuff around the corner, usually. It's it Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's still... Like, that world still feels kind of... Desolate. Yeah, and not in like a rebuild the modern civilization kind of way. Not in a way that it's no. supposed to feel like it is. Yeah. 
There's just and not people the, in it like there should be. Yeah, and that's and it, yeah. it that's it's noticeable yeah. and that mixed in like I think the enemy types are all pretty standard. Maybe they change once you get out of the room, the get out of like the little part that I'm in, but it's still like you have your same typical enemy types. You have the the zombies with guns, the zombies without the guns, and then you have the the mutants and then yeah. your robots and your mm-hmm. your rad animals or whatever. And I bet there's super mutants at the end. I bet you fight those at the end. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta fight the Scorch Beast and the Mothman. No, fight the Mothman. It's no. West Virginia, Tucker. Fight the Mothman. Country roads, take me home. Take me home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend. I I enjoy it for what it is. I can log on for like an hour at a time, and it actually feels like escapism, which is nice. Oh, mm. but nice. Uh, I don't. There are probably better things to spend your twenty bucks on. Like an F1 race, maybe? Sports bar? (laughs) Sports bar? Points! Score! Sports bar! Christian, how are the Brewers? Bad. Oh, what happens? Oh, they've lost like 10 of the past 13 games or something like that. They're they're trying. Oops. I thought they were like one of the good teams this season. Yeah, they started out that way. <laughs> I mean, the, their con, the, their division that they're in is also not the greatest, so hmm. they don't look that bad because they're in like first or second place of the division by like a narrow margin. But <clears throat> yeah, if they make it any like into the playoffs, it, it won't it won't be pretty. Hmm. That's okay hmm. though. You know, there's ebbs and flows. The tides they come in, they go out. The moon <laughs> makes that happen. So you oh. Know. The quantum moon. Ooh, Christian, please clear something up for me regarding mm-hmm. baseball. What is the baseball season? When does that start and end? Because to me, it is just year-round. There's baseball happening. It seems like. Uh, that's a good question. Spring training. Uh, yeah, spring training, and then the season starts in the summer, which okay. I don't know what what month that is. Okay. Um, but I feel like yeah. we've been talking about the Brewers for a while now. Yeah, it goes until like October. I think is kind of when things start wrapping up. So okay, interesting. Good that... number of months you got for baseball, and they play like every other day, basically. And they play like yeah. four or five games a week. That's crazy. That's got to be so difficult. Yeah, yeah. That's why they make the big buckaroos. They're selling their <laughs> bodies for the big men upstairs, and I'm one of them. It's just difficult to put into your life in a way where, like, I'm going to keep up with this team. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah, it's just like, you know, get done with work, and then you'll see if the brew game's on TV and just pop it on. Fall asleep on the couch? Yep, or else they'll play out on the West Coast in California where the game doesn't start until 9 and I'm asleep by then. Heck yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sense. look at the score in the morning. That's right. I was yeah. I was gonna say it makes sense that like fantasy baseball is such a thing because you just aggregate those games down to numbers after the fact, and that's fine. You get everything you need out of it. it seems like you exactly. don't have to watch it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sports, I wish I didn't have to watch. How about that F one, Michael? <laughs> did your pulse uh, quicken? I've I did not finish. Uh, I was watching the Canadian Grand Prix earlier today. Just before this podcast, and I didn't finish it in time. That's okay. But uh, 
I got right to the part where Vettel ran off the road, and I'm pretty sure that's where the the conspiracies start happening. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't know. It's been kind of a dry race. Yeah. Things happen subtly. People push each other in certain ways, and those are kind of fun, I guess. But it doesn't seem like there's any big moments. Yeah. Yet. France is worse. France is more boring. There's nothing that happens. Oh, no. When you hit the point where the commentators are like, I wish something would happen, then you know that it's a bad <laughs> race, that you should be doing something uh, else. Are they? Do they say that? Are the commentators yeah. saying, like, this is a boring race? Yeah. They, well, not in. I don't think they're allowed to do that. I wish they were. But they were just kind of like, I wish it would rain or something so some action would happen or something. Because eventually, in some races, it's just the cars going in a circle. and Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, it, like, it's not too uncommon, especially at this time of the year, for there to be a race where everyone kind of ends where they started. Yep. And there's no and I drama. Feel like we're, I think we're hitting that stretch right now. And it, it sucks because you, if it's that type of race, you know halfway through and then... You're just waiting for that to not be true. Yeah, but, you're waiting for something that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or you're waiting to say, "Hey, look, I, you're you're waiting," or you're or you're just gonna end up watching an hour of the same thing only for people to talk about that the fact that it <laughs> yeah. was a boring race on the podium. Right. If they they should just introduce something like lap forty something starts on fire or something or like you have to do because <laughs> I feel like lap forty is always where I'm like. Okay. <laughs> this is still going on. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like you get to that point where... I don't know. Like, how much of the competition is really there? I mean, the, obviously, the, with the way the races are structured, whoever's, it, it favors whoever's, whoever's in pole, whoever's in first. Right, right. And it's so hard to kind of unseat that. Like, how often does someone take the first position... From, from the person in first. Yeah, exactly. Like, does that um, happen really? I think actually, I, I want to say they had like an infographic during France where it was like that pole has only won the race like two times this season or something. But, I mean, if it's not Lewis, it's Botas, so it's like it doesn't matter. Like they're one <laughs> and two, and then they either win or they get second. So it doesn't really, it doesn't actually matter. That aspect yeah. of it, yeah. Hmm sucks well i mean it's i guess maybe i should rephrase what i was saying because yeah people have been losing pole pretty quickly but i mean it's after that first lap whoever's in first kind of has the race for right the most part. right right if you can just get that first lap down yeah exactly you can just so sail through yeah yeah i wish they like focused on the middle more like the middle of the pack I, that's the action seems man. yeah that seems where things seems like where things are happening yeah I still watch it. I like I like I like hearing British people just talk about racing for two hours. Every oh yeah, the Sunday. Chica- coming up on the chicane. <laughs> I like the word chicane. That's a good word, dude. It's a very good word. Chicane. I like when they say it's lights out at Sydney and blah 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 blah, blah Melbourne something. And then everyone's like, oh, then he's in. Uh, yeah. Vettel <laughs> takes first, and Hamilton's on second. Uh, oh, we have some. We have an accident already. It's a collision. Oh, and it's it's science. He's out already. Uh, he's on fire. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, on no. fire. Oh no. Does it? Yeah, that that happened this in in Canada. Someone lit on. It started on fire. That's good. That's the, exciting. Uh, 
Is that where his the, uh, uh, rear axle melted? Yeah, his rear axle melted. The yeah. car lit on fire, and yeah, that's cool. That was cool because they didn't know what happened, and then yeah, it's cool when they figure stuff out. Uh, does it stress you out when they're talking and then the radio thing comes up and you know they're going to switch to the radio and you're like, okay, you guys, wrap it up. They're going to switch to the radio. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know because I don't because sometimes it feels like they're saying nothing. Yeah. Like they're filling dead air and then here's the radio. Here's the car radio to One add to the dead air. Yeah. Oh, but it's Hamilton and it's it's Hamilton here. And and then he says something like, "What the fuck was that?" And that's yeah, all you like, got. <laughs> yeah, you can okay, barely it was, hear okay. it. Sometimes it's like, Science is angry and he yells at some. He yells something in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. or, Hulkenberg's or, pissed off at his car or something. And it's like, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that. I don't think it adds much to hear. I think. I don't. It. I think it could, but they because they keep so much under wraps for like. Yeah. Strategy and stuff like that. You're not going to get anything meaningful, right? It sucks. I don't know. It stresses me out. It's. I was listening today to the the Canada one though. They had said something about okay, Plan B to yeah, uh, Vettel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess the report. There's like a, a WhatsApp group for F1 reporters, where they're with the ferrari team in there too and they could just ask like hey what's plan b and they're just asking over a whatsapp group what and it's like a group chat that's i don't know it sounded wild to me i don't even okay huh yeah i don't have any idea what that world is like how how much they know each other or quite a bit it seems like well, I mean, pretty pally. Part, I imagine a part of it is fu- just functional. Like they're yeah. going to keep you in a group chat with, uh, with the media guys at the different teams, so they can keep keep up in real time as much as they'll let you. And... Yeah. But it's just it, the idea that it's this is functioning through, <laughs> yeah, through European <laughs> Facebook is wild to me. I wouldn't have it any other way, Michael. Mm-hmm. Well done, Baku. Well done, Baku. Well, Christian. Yes. What have you been playing? Well, we could do the Christian cafeteria. Y'all can be yes. on the Christian buffet. Mm, I'm hungry, Daddy. Sure. Pick what you guys <laughs> would like okay. for your meal for this evening. Okay. I played through uh, SteamWorld Heist, the third game in the SteamWorld Anthology series. I uh, played through that. It's, uh, it's a tactical shooter thing. I could talk about SteamWorld Quest, the... <laughs> most recent fifth game in the SteamWorld Anthology series, a card-collecting RPG. I could talk about my playthrough in Platinum of Okami. I'm sure you guys know what that is. I could talk about my playthrough of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, the most recent Igarashi Kickstarter project. I could talk about my time with Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, my 100% adventure playthrough and uh, playthrough of all the tracks. Or I could talk with you about the five hours I spent on Roblox this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that sounds like a good the chefs. Shirt. The chefs over at the uh, Christian buffet are on top of their game today. Yeah, this is a nice spread. Uh, yeah. mm, honey, what? Do you... I'm not that hungry. Um, Christian, were you? You were pretty positive about Steam World, right? Yes. You seemed it in the chat, and I guess I just kind of want to know what Steam World is and what you kind of pulled away from it, because it seems sure. like such a. I'm looking at, like looking at it now. It doesn't seem like. I guess I just kind of want to know what it is and 
what what made you so smitten about it? Yeah, I just SteamWorld's very fascinating to me because it's a series of games uh, developed by an indie indie studio, Image and Form, and they wanted to make a different type of game with every game they made in in the SteamWorld franchise. So it's the same developers, but they make different genres of games every time they go out. So first one was just a tower defense game on the DSi. I'm not going to play that one. Uh, it's a tower defense. You know, I could play any 50 number of those on my phone. Don't need that. But uh, the first one they made after that was SteamWorld Dig, which was just a digging game. You know, I could play 50 of that in a browser, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. really liked you know, it. It's like a digging game, though, you think? Like a Terraria kind of thing? Or like a... It's, it's there's like a, an era of browser-based games where mm-hmm. you just like there's grids mm-hmm. and then you hit rocks and then you get money by hitting the rocks which lets you like hit the rocks faster and then as you get deeper the rocks take longer to hit and so you get more money to upgrade your stuff so that you can go down deeper and deeper and deeper and then it's just a loop until you get to like the arbitrary end where you become god and can dig through anything Hmm. okay that sounds all right yeah, yeah, SteamWorld Dig is a good one of those, uh, especially for the time, I'd say. It probably came out like, well, uh, 2013 is when it first came out, so six years now, yeah. And there were probably, like, just fine digging games on browser at that point in time, but it was nice seeing one that was, like, a full fat, you pay for it, and they curated curated this experience for you. It was, it was a pretty good one of those. So I played through that, and then what they released after SteamWorld Dig was SteamWorld Heist, which was the most recent one I played through, and I really like SteamWorld Heist a lot. It's very different. It's kind of its own genre in a way. It's like this turn-based tactical shooter type thing. Worms is probably the most direct analog to some extent. Okay. Uh, you've got a team. You've got a crew of like people who are swashbuckling in uh, like these junky spaceships through space and then you like dock onto this other junky thing that has pirates on it and you walk through their ship their cargo ship and then you blow up a bunch of bad guy robots that are in there and so you got you got a team you take turns you move all your guys and shoot and they move their guys and shoot and you level up along the way what i really like about it is not only the tactical nature of it. I mean, you can get tactical natures out of things in any number of games, but SteamWorld Heist has a manual aiming, which is this little element of skill that I can latch onto, and I really loved it a lot because it's freehand. You just kind of have to eyeball it. You know, you're this crazy clunky robot wearing this nice fancy hat that you picked up in some spaceship somewhere and you're just like with a wobbly arm trying to aim at this one robot's head so you can blow them up and then or sometimes they'll be hiding behind cover and then you'll just have to be like okay i want to i want to ricochet a bullet off of this curve and if i can do it just right it might just hit him and he's like halfway across the map and whenever you nail those shots oh it feels so good and that feeling of dopamine <laughs> propelled me through the entirety of steam world uh heist despite the fact that it's just the same thing over and over i mean you're just mm. you know you get to the ship you move your people into position you kill the bad guys uh, you gotta make sure your guys are in a good position in order to attack the opposition but you take them out you level out your stuff up. You do more damage at the end of the day, and it feels great. Uh, this is not connected to dig in terms of like lore, though, right? Or characters? It, it's like its own. It takes place in the same universe, 
Okay. So, like, uh, you know, this is SteamWorld, but you're up in space, and SteamWorld Dig takes place in, like, this one shanty town on some planet somewhere. So, okay. yeah, they're not, they don't, like, one is not, like, the story sequel to the other. They just okay. kind of, you know, exist in the same robot universe. Gotcha. Okay. There's no, like, threads between them, no recurring characters or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, you you just learn more about the universe. You learn more about, you know, while you were digging this whole time, this, this stuff was going down in space, man. <laughs> uh, Dig 2 is on Game Pass. Are you going to be picking oh. some Dig 2 up memo? I'd like to at some point, absolutely. I mean, I've got a good laundry list of things I'd like to get to in the meantime, sure. but Dig 2 will yeah. definitely be up there as soon as I see it on sale because I do not have Game Pass at the moment. But I understand on my radar okay and quest right oh my god yes i played through quest before heist i wanted okay. to go through them in order but i had to review SteamWorld quest a review came my way so i had to you know power through it for that and it's good i mean it's a really solid card combat turn-based rpg thing which is crazy because they just came off of SteamWorld dig 2 which is another digging yeah. game and like the the fact that they would want to just like go crazy and make this turn-based RPG out of this franchise is kind of insane. And that feels like something you kind of entrench yourself within and really like finely tune these card systems in order to get the balancing right, in order to get like the feel of everything right. Because usually games, you'll get like tens of those in a series and then like the ninth and tenth ones are where they like really dial it in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. SteamWorld Quest, they figured it out the first time. I mean, it works well. It's quick and snappy. The cards make sense. The balance works pretty well. I mean, that's all impressive. You know, it's a base level of very good. But um, it's got some problems. Like, the plot isn't very interesting, despite the fact that it's, like, a story-driven RPG. The characters are interesting. They're all robots, of course, because it's SteamWorld. But, like, there isn't much plot to speak of. You're just trying to fight this big bad thing at the end of at the end of the day. So that was kind of disappointing. And... The card system, like, it can take a while to build your deck right because you're just, like, walking in this overworld and then you'll pop into an enemy. You'll you'll run into one and then it'll initiate a fight. And the boss fights especially, uh, they'll, like, use elements and, like, techniques that didn't exist in all of the rest of the enemies in that whole section. And because of that, you can have a deck that wasn't at all built for the boss that you're oh. going up against and they'll just, like, wipe the floor with you. And so you'll have to... Make sure after you die, you game over, you go back to the last save point, you got to make sure your deck's built right, and then you got to go and try again. Hmm. That trial and error feels kind of like a mill, and that's not as satisfying, especially in a game that's like 12 hours long, which SteamWorld Quest is. But, I mean, hmm. really solid first outing as far as card-based RPGs go. Impressive. Hmm. What, uh, so... There's genre hopping, right? What's your dream SteamWorld game? What do you want them to do, man? Racing uh, game, I, Kart Racer? Sure. Yeah, give it to me. Why not? Why not? Do oh. top-down RC Racer, maybe? I want sure. them to do what they feel like they need to do. Because, I mean, I've, I'm i liking what they're hitting me with. Like, SteamWorld okay. Heist is not what I, you know, would have said I would expect out of them. <laughs> yeah. After making a digging game that's very milling, milling the progression thing over and over uh steamroll heist is very different and i wouldn't have said i would expect a card collecting turn-based rpg out of them and that made me very hesitant after seeing that steamworld quest was the next thing that they were making but i want them yeah. to do whatever they want to do you know that's crazy that they've made yeah. all these kinds of different games and 
I want to see what they've got up their sleeve next. I want it to be something that I can't guess. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. It's like a roguelike Castlevania type thing. Sure. Okay. Make it happen. Right. Whatever they want to do. Okay. Like a city builder? Ooh. Yeah, there you I go. Would, that would get me into it. Nice. Totally. Hey, Christian. Mm-hmm. Would you talk to me about Bloodstained a little bit? Cause I'm sure. I'm curious. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a, the latest overfunded Kickstarter project out of Igarashi, yes. who left Capcom. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I feel like as far as those go, as far as like spiritual successors that have a lot of cachet behind them, a lot of like freaked out fans who like wanted to throw as much money as possible their way, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine being one, mm-hmm. which kind of you know pooped the bed, and then yeah, it made me cry like an anime fan on prom night. Exactly, it made us all cry like that, and it, and then ukulele, obviously, you know, some people they've got. You know, uh, mm. they've got a syndrome where they think ukulele was good, and that's wow. okay. I think ukulele was <laughs> not good. I did not like <laughs> I, it very much. I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's a syndrome to think it's good, but I, I like As, it. Yeah, and I didn't think ukulele was good. And so I feel like Bloodstained at the base level is competent, and that's really all it had to be in order to satiate the fans that were just clamoring for another... Uh, Castlevania, Metroidvania, yeah, type thing. You know, yeah, Igavanias. That's what they call them because Igarashi's behind them. Yeah, yeah, your indie game. Yeah, and that's you know that's what it. This is. This feels like Symphony of the Night. The map is like exactly the same. You got the blue zones, and then you got the red save rooms, and then you got the green warp rooms that you can warp between. And it's sure. very. Uh, it's there's like zoned off areas you know you walk through this hallway blue hallway in order to get to the next section of the map that's like straight out of symphony of the night the combat's really good because it's very methodical it's very you know slow paced deliberate in that castlevania way and i like that a lot about it and so they got the gameplay right they got the exploration right because all they had to do was copy it from symphony of the night you know they they got it right there and they did it good job good job Iga. And then, like, all the details around, like, the edges, not very good. The polish isn't good. The game runs like poop. Uh, there's portraits of people who back the game everywhere. That really takes me out of it. I mean, that's fine. You can take Kickstarter incentives. That's fine. You know, put their names in the credits. You know, have a secret room somewhere that has pictures of people everywhere. But if you have to have, like, two main hallways in the game just be filled with these portrait enemies just so that right. you can, you know, check off your Kickstarter promise box, that kind of right. takes me out of it, especially in something that's kind of got a more serious tone, which Bloodstain does. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And as, you know, there's another thing like that where I was sitting there after finishing the game and watching, like, the 50-minute-long credits because you got all the backers, and then there's these backer messages that scroll across the screen, because I'm assuming they paid the arbitrary amount of money to have their messages scroll across the screen during the credits. And one of the messages was like, uh, it was like, shout-outs to our dog who just passed away, uh, but their their likeness will be immortalized and bloodstained. And so I was like, hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, because there are cat domestic cat and dog enemies that feel very out of place in this enemy base that's full of like weird grotesque demons and uh, like armor suits of armor 
And then there's these domestic disembodied dog heads and these cats and they feel really out of place. And I was like, what's, what's the deal with these things? Kind of weird. And I guess that explains it. Someone paid the arbitrary amount of money to have their dog be the dog enemy in the game. And it doesn't fit well, but you know, they, they paid enough money. So (laughs) this game could exist. So good on them. That kind of sucks though, huh? Right? Like mm. it it does. I mean, I understand the sentiment behind it, but yeah. yeah. It takes me out of it and it, it feels kind of gross to me as a result cuz I want I want to play a solid video game. I I don't want to play this thing that's just, you know, fellating fans because they paid enough right. money. Right. To have their stuff in there. I it's it feels kind of weird. And then there's also technical problems galore. I mean, I've clipped through the ground a few times, which broke a boss battle for me. There's one boss towards the end of the game that just like the frame rate doesn't happen. It's a slideshow. <laughs> it's really bad. And the boss is like ridiculously long too. And so yeah. that didn't help things at all. And it's weird because the the, the public perception seems to be very positive on this bloodstain. I'm yeah. not you know, I feel like Right out of the gate, I looked at the Steam reviews, and they were, like, 92% positive. And so I was like, okay, maybe this thing's actually, like, really good. But, like, as I got further and further along and started getting towards the end game stuff, I was faced with more and more technical problems, more and more clipping. There's these 2.5D sections, which are absolutely atrocious. They are not good at all. Like, there's there's only, like, three or four of them in the game, but they put two boss fights during them. And they're, like, these spiral sections where you're, like, walking oh. upwards or downwards on this 3D plane. And this game is meant to be 2D, but because they force these 3D sections into it, hit detection doesn't work right because sometimes you'll be on the spiral and you'll try to attack this enemy, but they're not on the same plane as you because I guess hit detection is 2D for some reason. So that doesn't work right. Or the enemies will drop an item that you can't pick up because the hit detection on the items for these 2.5D sections is just broken. It just doesn't work. Like I couldn't get anything in there. And I fell through the floor multiple times on these 2.5D sections where, you know, the floor was there, but I fell through it for some reason. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. And then the final boss was like a bad end cap on top of it all because it fires off this attack that makes this (laughs) buzzing noise to telegraph that it's happening. You know, that's fine. You can put a, a telegraphing noise in there. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> sorry no that's fine you I can put a it. you can put an attack telegraphing noise in there but the problem was is that this noise was glitched and so whenever it played it wouldn't go away after the attack was done and so i had to spend like the last 15 minutes of the boss fight with this <laughs> in my ears and that was unpleasant and then uh, huh. to cap it all off after i finally put the finishing blow on that boss that <laughs> noise played throughout the whole <laughs> last cutscene and i couldn't hear what any of the (laughs) finishing game dialogue was because there was just this noise blaring in my ear and i finished the game two more times after that and it happened both of those times too it happened reliably and that's you know it's it's these little things you know i'm sure it's just some small little bug but it it all these little bugs stack up and then they kind of erode away at the enjoyment that i could have had out of this thing that was supposed to be a tribute to Symphony of the Night, which is a much greater, much more beautiful, much more fully realized video game. Oh, yeah. And they had time to work on this game. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's been like four or five years. And they yeah. completely overhauled the visuals in the process. And I mean, the visuals look a lot better now than they did. Mm. But it's, the game doesn't run well and it doesn't play well. And I got an email from PR saying that there's a broken chest in the game that yeah. may or may not... Uh, you know, be broken for me. And if it is broken, I'll have to start all over. And those two game break bro- breaking chests 
occur towards the tail end of the game. So I would have had to start like six <laughs> hours or ten hours of progress over. That's not That's good. A bad look. Very bad luck. That's not a good PR person day at their job. <laughs> no, it's not. There's also a CTR bug that I just got an email about, but ooh, that's okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't mean to talk your guys' ears off about all the video games I've been playing, but I appreciate okay. the opportunity to voice my concerns <laughs> about Bloodstained and to gush about SteamWorld. I would still like to play Bloodstained because... Hmm. Do you think do you think the Steam reviews are part of that is people kickstarted this game and they don't want to look like idiots so they're like yeah it's really good my name's in it <laughs> my picture yeah, in this game yeah, yeah. you're probably right i mean i feel like uh steam reviews also are very heavily skewed towards whether or not the game runs on their hardware that they currently have oh, so sure, yeah. like if it'll run on a wide range of hardware that's usually a safe bet for getting good steam reviews And I'd assume a lot of those people right out the gate didn't hit all those technical issues that are like eight, ten hours in. So that probably helps too. But yeah, that that probably contributes to some of it too. Yeah, as people Mm -hmm. being like, hey, this game's great because I paid for it four years ago. Well, I mean, that and how much of it is just diehard fan bases not wanting to... Yeah. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the one we're getting of this, so it has to be good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or like, it's, it's more of this so it's automatically good regardless as to of whether or right. not it is or isn't mm-hmm. you got it because I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty faithful a pretty faithful homage yeah at least could you say that yeah so then it's something that you know it would check off the boxes if it's not too much of a departure then hmm. you know yeah totally hey michael hello I think you would absolutely love Symphony of the Night, by the way. Mm. That seems way up your alley. Oh, yeah. So, okay, can you explain... the Symphony of the Night is Castlevania, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of all I needed to know, I guess, because I don't... My only experience with Castlevania is the first one, I think, and I was awful at that game. It's so it's that, but built into like an RPG almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Like it's built out Ooh. a lot. It's not just it's not just the first game sequel. It's like a different thing. Yeah. You're leveling up. You're getting equipment. You're yeah. killing the stuff. You're backtracking after you get abilities. It looks really good. Ooh, that game is gorgeous. Yeah. Game's really good looking. Okay. Um, I just think something I about will... the, the numbers going up would really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would be into I, I it. I like big numbers. Yeah. More big numbers, please. No, I'll throw it on the list, I guess, and I'll look into it. Do you like bad voice acting, Michael? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's your game, man. It's your game. Oh, boy. It's the one. <laughs> uh, um, uh, CTR is good, huh? I hear. Oh. It seems like it. I <laughs> yeah. really, really like it. I like it okay. a lot. CTR okay. is real is great. Your first time, is this your first time with CTR, period? It's my, like, mostly first time. Tucker popped my yeah. CTR cherry, but mm. I didn't Ooh. understand what was happening. Yeah. 
this time I understand what's happening because I can understand what the visuals are and <laughs> I can parse everything that's happening on screen and they Dick. revamped UI elements so that I can actually understand how the drift boosts work. And I actually got into like high level play stuff because the time trials forced me to do that. And oh boy, that's opened yeah. my eyes to this beautiful world of ridiculously intense risk reward racing that is almost <laughs> non-existent in Mario Kart. And I love it. Nice. I love it a lot. Okay. That's cool to hear. Yeah, I'll probably pick that up at some point, right? Eh? I don't know. I have not seen a negative opinion of that game, honestly. Wow. Really? How much is it on launch? Was it like a $40? 40 bucks. 40 yes, sir. Mm. That's tough. That's the one tough thing, yeah, is like the value proposition here. It's very different when you compare it to the Spyro and Crash trilogies that came out earlier because those are like three full-fat games that you can just sit down, play through single-player, enjoy your time with them. This one, all they put in there for single-player content was the first game's adventure mode, and that's not a lot. That can be 100%ed in five hours. It's good. You know, it's fun. They remastered that thing, and it's cool, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wish they would have fleshed it out more because they also added all of the second game's tracks to this thing too, which is crazy. But you're you're not given a lot of single-player excuses to interface with that stuff. Like, that'll probably be something that you'll just toy around with while you're playing four-player split-screen or racing online. Yeah. So that's that's kind of disappointing. But there's a lot of tracks in there once you factor in those Nitro Field tracks. And they're, like, crazy dynamic in a way that the original CTR tracks aren't so much. And so it's kind of disappointing that there's not more reason to interface with those, especially in the adventure mode, but they're still there, and there's a lot of cosmetics to buy, and so that'll keep you coming back for a long time. Oh, daddy. Because they're very expensive. Oh. Okay. It's good. Can't wait to give my crash a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I can understand maybe why they wouldn't try to integrate those other tracks with the adventure mode because the adventure mode i feel like i I feel like just overall you're you're toying with nostalgia here yes my nostalgia be kind of hard to totally totally i feel yeah if i justify too deep of a change to the part that most people probably remember yeah i think beanox they did a very good job of kind of you know tiptoeing across you know the pain points (laughs) Because the, yeah. there's a new UI there, there's a new boost meter there, but you can totally go back to the original one. You can just toggle that, and there's an option really? menu to keep that as the default if that's what you want. Or um, uh, the soundtrack's completely remastered, you can switch it back. That's totally okay. fine. You know, if you hate the music, turn it back to the old one that sounds like dingy and kind of gross. And the adventure mode, there are I two. Like that dinginess, totally. And grossness, yeah, damn it, it's got its charm. Undeniably so. (laughs) The adventure mode is interesting because there's the nitro-fueled adventure mode, which is the remastered adventure mode, and then there's the classic adventure mode. And so I was like, okay, you know, at first blush, I was like, whoa, did they add all the, did they add a bunch of stuff? And... I realize that that's not the case. So in the in the classic, they're they're almost identical, except in the classic mode, they you can't change characters as soon as you start because um, oh, they've okay. added all these characters now. And so in the Nitro Field version, you can change characters on the fly. In the original, you couldn't do that. 
And so they wanted to maintain that integrity and posterity to the original experience if you wanted something that was wholly authentic. And that's the only change that I've noticed, really. I mean, there's there's some tutorializing, more tutorializing in the Nitro Field version, but I mean, I think that's about it. So, hmm, how do they work that in terms, I guess, of, uh, I guess, basically trophies or, like, completion? Like, if you beat one of those, have you beat the game, or do you have to beat both for it to be, like, you've beat the game type of thing? If it's I think it's just one of them, yeah, because it's the okay. same thing. I did the Nitro Field version because I think that's... That might be the only one that the trophies are tied to. I don't know for okay. for certain. But I wouldn't be surprised if they transcend across both because I think they both have the same content. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Online works okay? Yeah. Yeah. No problems. Uh, no lag problems. Okay. No niggling online issues that are usually pretty common on, on a game at launch. But I'd assume uh, Crash Team Racing isn't exactly getting hammered as far as their servers are concerned. Uh, the multiplayer is very bare bones. It's either you hop into a race or you hop into a battle. There's matchmaking. Yes. You get matched with people, and then you're you're done. That's all it is. That's all the online is. You can party up with people if you wanted to and create like a private game that way. But, uh, you know, it does its job. You get in, you play online, you get out. Uh, they do a good job of incentivizing you to play online by giving you more of the in-game currency for playing games online than you do doing anything single-player. So that's a nice okay. little touch, and that, that'll help keep that player base populated, especially for me. I think that'll incentivize me to play online more, definitely. Uh, but it's pretty bare bones. They, they did their job. They got in. They got out. They put online multiplayer in a game that didn't originally. So, you know, good on them for that. <laughs> Woo! Good job, Beanox, you sons of okay. guns. Can I be the polar bear? You can be the polar bear. You can be the penguin, and apparently you have, to, you have to input penguin. a cheat code play the penguin you can be, be the, the penguin. penguin that's that's new oh there's there's Ooh. a lot of characters they took in all the characters from the third crash team racing also and just slapped Gross. them in there so there's a lot a lot of characters they yeah, there's like little Wait, demon people third yeah it's weird third ctr what? yeah to crash team racing team cart team it's team something the, the double dash crash team racing that's the one Fine. Fine. Huh. Sure. Thanks. Yep. No problem. Only one platinum though. Not not uh not uh not shaping up too well against these other remasters. I mean Crash you're getting three platinums. That's true. Platinums if you're talking. <laughs> That's true. That feels good. You only get one. Okay, so question. Mm. C T R or C T R. Team Sonic Racing. CTR, dude. <laughs> yeah. I haven't okay. played it, but I'm going to answer. <laughs> okay. You nailed it. Okay. That okay. Sonic game's fine. It's fine. It is. Yes. Yes. It is. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's a worse sequel to a game that came out like 10 years ago, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's the promise of more tracks and more characters coming to CTR in the future, too, so. It's nice oh, to they're going to add freaking uh who would you add Uka, uh, i have Uka. no idea maybe they pretty much as far as i know extinguish nearly all their options unless they start throwing in generic enemies in there but entropy um they could start throwing in other playstation characters bye 
Racing Parappa. Yeah, Bye. Solid Mario. Snake. Bye. Yeah. Bye. It's what Mar- it's yeah, it's what Mario Kart's been doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get a BMW for Crash Bandicoot. Wait, what was that? Uh, they put a BMW in Mario Kart something. They or did. Other. Yeah, they did. Sucks. Uh, no Danica Patrick though. Yeah. I would like to play as the penguin. You totally can. Just enter okay, in the cheat good. code. Google's we're your good. friend. We're good. Does it still have the weird, like, kind of creepy anime-ish booth babe type things going on at the end of the races? Oh, that's you? right. Yeah. No, no booth babes. Okay. They're gone. That's no good. two big bags of ice for your aching head. <laughs> no. He says that every time he drifts. It's great. <laughs> it's a great feature. Uh, um, guys, we're gonna we're gonna end this the way we started it. What's your toothbrushing routine? Hit me, Michael. Go toothbrushing routine. Hit me. Hit me. Floss, toothbrush, shower. Come back downstairs. No, 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 no. Deep dive, deep dive on on your. Like, what are you thinking? Like, where the t- where where I start and where I finish? No, no, no. Well, okay. Technique. Like, um, like well, okay, because like rinse? there's there are parts of my mouth that I will. Okay, so yeah, I'll. Do a quick cursory run, th- run then rinse, okay. and then there'll be parts of the mouth I'll focus on because my okay. I, I have problems where certain teeth, you know, too deep, too deep, they get a little mess, <laughs> get a little messier than others. <laughs> so we've lost contact. Uh, oh no! See, like what I'm getting at is I don't rinse, dude. What? Mm-hmm. I'm like chicka 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 spit, rinse the toothbrush, throw it in the thing, done. What? Because if you're washing all the toothpaste off, then you're not cleaning your teeth. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe. Well, do you like run it under some water first, at least, or the toothbrush? Yeah, I'm not a savage, After Michael. You put, you put the you put the paste on the brush, then you run it under water. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you do. The opposite of yeah, that, do. I do. No. Why would no, you no, no, wash no. water? Why would you rinse off your toothpaste? To suds up the little tooth. Suds up. Going you have spit in your mouth, you monster. <laughs> I'm about to walk out of yeah, this room, Michael. Uh, this is this is. I I can't reconcile this one, Tucker. Do you at least brush for two minutes? Uh sure. I don't know. <laughs> How would I know? Well, you see, you could listen to Shiny Teeth in Me by Chip Skylark. It's exactly oh. two minutes long because it's exactly how long dentists recommend you brush your teeth every morning. Hmm. I do the bad thing where I walk away from the bathroom and then I overbrush because I'm like doing other things while I'm brushing my teeth. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I don't do that because I get too much spit in my mouth and it. Oh. Yeah, it'd be a little. <coughs> I can take some of that away for you, Michael. Ooh. Well, I mean, you're over there and I'm over here, so I don't know. Sounded Not very baby. practical. Uh, I could always just try <laughs> to... Uh, yeah, I'll get some spit tea on the next FedEx shipment out of Burlington. Oh. Oh. It's disgusting. Christian, you just brush your teeth. <laughs> any <laughs> any interesting brush brushing habits or anything? Uh, uh, I I water the brush before I put the toothpaste on. Thank you. That's about it. 
See, Michael, you're the weird one, not me. <laughs> I am normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay, <laughs> should we're we're in saloon time? Should I be playing you off? I might yeah, keep I think here. we're there. I think this is our longest podcast. What can I get you? Oh, we're leaving. Get out of here. I am calling you for dinner. Thanks okay. for listening to our podcast. Christian, do you have anything to plug? Uh, you can read the reviews for some of the things I talked about today. Uh, New Game Network per square or GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Thank you. Michael? Thank you. Nope, I got nothing to plug. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. We're going to get out of here and we're going to, I'm going to go eat because it, it's 730 and I haven't eaten in a long time. Uh-oh. My blood sugar. Actually, it's 8.30. So. Get out of here. Well, my friends, it's time to close. We hope that you enjoyed the show. XP Bar.